This week, we begin in Ulysses, where a missionary serial killer's years of horror are finally put to an end. We then head to Saginaw, where a local teen finally fulfills his sadistic fantasies. Welcome to episode 54 of Texas 1031. Be better. Do better. Do better at your mass murders. Thank you. This is Cassie and Hannah. This is Texas 1031, and this is a Texas true crime podcast. Cassie is first this week, but before we start, do you have any announcements or recommendations? Hmm. Recommendations. I think I mentioned it the other day to you. I've been listening to uh, somewhere or someplace underneath. Yes. It's part of the last podcast network. Um, Which Natty- aren't they back on uh, everywhere, not just uh, Spotify? Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Because I, I started from episode one, so okay. I haven't listened to any of the like update so updates. So maybe that one's still on Spotify, but I think last podcast is back on regular. Oh, 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 oh that's cool. I think they had like a temporary phase. Exclusivity, yeah. 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 <laughs> Bring people over to Spotify. Anyway, please do tell. Yeah, but it's a good podcast. They focus on, it's Natty Jean, which is Henry Zabrowski's wife. Uh, she's fucking cool and then I forgot the co-host name but she's also really awesome they just do um stories of missing and vulnerable like the first one was about um Shelly Miskovich in okay. Scientology so like super cool podcast yeah. if you like true crime and adjacent stuff where it's not all necessarily murder yeah. still awful stuff Good podcast. <laughs> what about you? Stuff. Any announcements? Or uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I, okay. So I did, as usual, write my shit out because I had time. Um, <laughs> I will do my recommendations first. Okay. Well, actually, okay, I'll do the announcement first. Okay. So, okay, we have a big announcement, and that is that I am moving to New Mexico and starting a job at the end of January. Woo! Um, this means this could be the last episode of the podcast, but probably not. It'll just be super hiatus yeah like we'll figure out because i know so yeah. many podcasters have figured out yeah. how to do it over zoom exactly it's a thing we, just, we can figure yeah. it out we just It'll haven't just looked be at it a minute because i gotta move i gotta pa- unpack mm-hmm. i gotta start this job i gotta train this job cassie's in school it's gonna be a nightmare mm-hmm. so uh for people who have subscribed to the patreon which thank you so much for the like the not that many people i will be doing more i promise yay um, anyway it's fun uh and then Bleep, bleep, bleep. Anyway, yeah, that's thanks for being supporters of the podcast for the last five How years. Many years, five, Jesus, 17, God. 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, 2021, 20, 20, 21 to 22. Almost and five years, four ish, a little. And with the number of episodes we're on, we're averaging five episodes a year, right? Yeah, no, we were doing 10 episodes a year, 10 episodes a year. <laughs> we were doing, we skipped a full year, basically. That is true. And then last year we did like maybe five. Mm-hmm. But we were, do you guys know, did we ever tell you, you probably, we probably did 
that for a while there, we were writing two episodes and recording them in one night and yep. then releasing them on separate weeks to keep up with the fucking demands of the Apple algorithms. Yeah. And it became unsustainable. You know, yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. Just kidding. It was great. But um, anyway, we'll see you guys. Well, we're here. Oh, yeah. Uh, recommendations. So since this is essentially our, you know, kind of whatever last episode for now, I'm going to give you all some major recommendations as like a little mini send off to listen to while we're gone. Perfect. These are going to be my ultimate favorites that I may or may not have recommended in the past episodes, as well as some random ones that I just generally enjoyed. Um, they also like some of them just don't have a lot of downloads, reviews, whatever that mm. I thought like go listen and support. Yeah, I won't go into each of them because that'll take too long. So just take me at my word. My favorite all time, obviously, is going to be Appalachian Mysteria. Um, mm. I listen to it like twice a year. It's so fucking good. Each season is great. Um, incredible music, hosts, production, stories. The murders are insane. Um, literally can't. Like, I cry every time I hear the music. Um, next is Dark Topic, Knife Point Horror, Crime Lapse, Case Remains, Nobody Recovered, Suffer the Little Children, Dead and Gone in Wyoming, and Frozen Truth. So those are my big ones. Some are only, like, one season from a few years ago. Others are updated, like, every week, every month. But I tried to pick a good mix for you guys to listen to. So um, some are, like, maybe kind of mainstream, but the rest are, like, kind of random so cool anyway um that's all i have to say go ahead okay so in light of hannah moving to new mexico i literally typed into google when i was searching for my story this week um new mexico texas murder and the first one i came across was a man in texas suspected of a new mexico killing and i was like this might work and i accidentally stumbled into a uh, serial killer. So, a new serial killer. A new serial killer. One that I had never heard of. Some of you probably have, especially if you're up in like the North Texas area, or if you just keep up with the news, or yeah, <laughs> if you're more <laughs> immersed in this than like your fucking podcast hostess. Right. <laughs> but hostess, <laughs> hostess, hostess. Um, so. Here we go. This okay. is a. It's a long one. It's a doozy, and it's still developing. So. I'll give you all we got. Um, so on September 22nd, 2001, Fort Worth area firefighter, firefighters receive a call about a burning dumpster. Found inside were the charred remains of three dismembered bodies. Police investigation would lead them to a serial killer. I want to start before I even say this fuckwad's name. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to say the names of... The people that he stole. So, David Luares, Tanya Begay, Mark Jewell, Maricruz, Maricruz, Reyes Mathis, and Lauren Phillips. So, those are the lives that one Jason Allen Thornburg stole. So, five victims total? Yep, at yeah. least. That we know of. That we know now. of yeah. so far. Yeah, I think there are more. So, 
fuck Jason Allen Thornburg and his background, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, all you really need to know about this guy is that he's 41 years old. In 2021, he was living at the Mid-City Inn in Euless, Texas. Um, he was Fancy. often seen... <laughs> <laughs> he was often seen uh, sitting outside of his room, reading his Bible, talking about God, and expressing a desire to help people. He would pass out religious flyers and invite people into his room to sermon to them. Thornbird had a criminal history of mostly carjackings and served some jail time in 2015. Um, he did dabble for sure in methamphetamines, probably some other drugs. Um, he drifted from Arizona to New Mexico and Texas, probably some other states, but this is still pretty developing. So a lot of the articles I found were kind of echoing the same thing mm -hmm. and you could dig a little bit deeper, but it was... There's some paywalls involved. I just we'll see. So it's so, a little bit of a transient, just like a little went bit from area to area. Got yeah. It. So in 2017, he was involved in a domestic violence case with his girlfriend at the time, and that's where we're really going to begin the story because that is, as far as we know, where he begins. Okay. So Tanya Begay was a Navajo woman living in Gallup, New Mexico. Her nickname was Tan, or Tan probably. Tan makes more sense. <laughs> it's spelled Tan. So she had brown hair, brown eyes, and a really pretty smile. In 2017, she was 36 years old. Tanya was reported missing on March 19th, 2017 by her mother, Teresa. She was last, seeing, uh, last seen leaving her aunt's house in Tohachi on the Navajo Nation with her boyfriend, Jason Thornburg. So back a little, about a month Prior, February 18th of 2017, Gallup, New Mexico police were called to a domestic disturbance between Thornburg and Tanya. Uh, Gallup PD found Tanya with a bloody face and glass embedded in her eye. Ew. She told officers that Jason threw an empty glass pot, coffee pot at her face. And sidebar, have you seen Made on Netflix? No, but the mm. guy, Nick Robinson, is so cute. Oh, my gosh. And he, it's... The, but he's the bad guy, right? He is... It's so comp. It's such a beautiful, yeah. beautiful show. It's amazing. Totally recommend. It's hard to watch. I watched it all in one day. <laughs> Obviously just, not that hard to watch. Well, it's yeah. It's, it's like, hard to watch because, like, it's emotional. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at one point, the bad guy, he throws... It might have been a coffee pot, but I think it was a wine glass at her, and it, like, misses her head, but glass shattered everywhere. Ugh. So, like, ugh, just... And it reminded me of that. I, can you imagine? No. Ugh. So... So he's great. He's obviously. great. Super, super, super yeah. great. Um, police were unable to locate Jason at the time. So basically he did that. She called the cops. He fled in some sort of order. Um, so they were unable to locate him at the time, uh, but issued a warrant for his arrest. Tanya's mother, Teresa, reported her daughter missing just a month later okay. on March 19th. So her mother told investigators that she attempted to file a missing persons report with the Navajo Nation's Crown Point Police District two days prior to filing a report with the Gallup PD, but told officers that Crown Point had not filed the report. Mm. So kind of, we all yeah. know how yeah. it goes for mm -hmm. Native women. Yeah, so that just not kind great. of... Really sucked. Um, and that sucks because she's trying to get multiple police jurisdictions yeah. involved. Yeah. And it seems to not be not going anywhere. Ugh. She's doing what she can only do. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awful. 
So Teresa told the Gallup police that her daughter was last seen on March 2nd after she left her aunt's house in Tohatchie um, and was with Jason. She told officers her daughter um, and Jason had stolen her 2004 Dodge Neon. Um, quote, Tanya Begay was last, I know, Taj Neon, uh, was last seen in Tehachapi, New Mexico, said Gallup Chief Aaron, I'm going to say this wrong, Toadlena Pablo, Toadlena Pablo, um, that falls out of our jurisdiction of the city of Gallup and falls into the Navajo Nation, so that is why we had to reach out. We wanted to get her into the system. So yeah. they're unfortunately dealing with yeah. Gallup PD and tribal police, tribal yeah. police, and it's like, whose jurisdiction is yeah. this? Who's going to handle this? Who's going to do it? And so that makes things really complicated already. Yeah. So on March 3rd, Teresa said that Tanya called her and said that she was in Luap, Arizona with Thornburg, with okay. Jason. Teresa told Gallup detectives that she learned that Thornburg sometime lived with his parents in Arizona and contacted the local uh, Daikon. Daikon? Dilkin. Dilkin police in Arizona. So now three police departments. This mm. mother is trying everything she can. Um, so Teresa said the Dilkin PD told her they spoke with Jason's family, who told police he was seen at his mother's house on March 14th, 2017. So that's... 10, 11-ish days after that, uh, after Tanya was last seen. Family told Dilkin police that Thornburg was alone and left in Teresa's Dodge Neon. Of course they said that because that's their fucking kid. Yeah. (laughs) Three days later. Stolen car still, by the way. Right, come on. He probably said that she loaned it to them. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So three days later, March 17th, a neighbor reported to Gallup police that they saw Jason back at his home in Gallup. On March 19th, a family member named uh, Carlos reported seeing Thornburg and asked him about Tanya. Uh, Carlos said that Thornburg told him Tanya was at his house and invited him back to his place. But Carlos declined because he felt something was fishy with Jason. That was ballsy. Uh, Yeah, I I think I know where that would have gone if he had gone back to his house. So Teresa told investigators that her daughter and Thornburg, their relationship was abusive, uh, and they both used drugs like crystal meth. So unfortunately, she struggled with drugs. Jason has a history with drugs. Um, By the way, I'm reading most of this. I changed a little bit, but in one of our sources, I'll never remember which one. This is the most concise timeline I could yeah. find. So I'm pretty much, so for those of you who are like, they just read off the internet. Yeah, right now I am. There's 800 <laughs> dates. Are y'all keeping up? Right. I'm writing it down and I'm barely keeping up. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> Shut up. So on March 20th, um, an affiliate with the Gallup PD spoke to one Dwayne Johnson, who is the property yeah, owner. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Property owner of Jason's apartment. Um, and he told investigators that he last saw Jason there on March 16th. So March 16th, March 17th, we know that he was was there. Thornburg uh, actually had spoken to his landlord, Johnson, that day. uh, And he and Tanya, he said that he and Tanya went to visit his family in Arizona, but that he and Tanya got into a fight and she left him in Holbrook, Arizona. So that's his story. He's sticking to it. It's a lot of details. It is. You know, like, why are you telling a random person that? It almost seems like you're guilty of something. Yeah. I'm just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. March 21st. Johnson contacted the Gallup PD and reported that Thornburg was asleep inside his car in a garage near his apartment. So police at least did a good job of letting people know, like, hey, this guy's a warrant. Like, 
we got we need this guy. Yeah. If you see him, fucking call us. Why was he in his car if he had an apartment? Don't know. He had drugs. Rent. Drugs. Oh, probably. Okay. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he like got kicked out or like whatever missing pieces were there. Okay. No, I just I, stupid. I think so. Gotcha. Um, so police in a stolen car again in a stolen car. <laughs> Correct. Um, so in a garage near his apartment. So that's where he was asleep in the car. Police arrested him and took him back to the department to be interviewed. But he asked for legal counsel and the interview ended Boo. because Tanya was last seen on tribal land. Gallup PD contacted Navajo Nation officer Frank Bagai, who gave investigators the Dilkin, Arizona police reports. A search warrant for Thornburg says Gallup detective Neil Yazi noted in the Dilkin reports that two neighbors saw Thornburg burning unknown items south of his home in Arizona, and it was unknown what he was burning. So the Dilkin is on native land as well. Uh, Dilkin is just in Arizona, so it's a totally so they different jurisdiction. I guess the mom couldn't prove, like, hey, I got a call from her not on the reservation. Um, So she was last, since she was last seen, seen. Even though she was technically most likely alive based on the phone call in non- reservation area she was only last seen right on reservation so area. all three of them need to be Fuck. involved because she lives in Fuck. Gallup she or last whatever seen last seen on the here, reservation heard of over there got it yeah so Gallup Jesus. police issued a search warrant for two cell phones found in Jason's uh, possession that's great uh oh yeah to help determine the location possible witnesses involved in Tonya's Disappearance. Chief Todlina Pablo says Thornburg was not considered a suspect in Tanya's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And New Mexico court records show that Thornburg's assault charges were dropped on June 22nd because Tanya would not participate. Yeah, because she's because she missing. was missing. And I understand that that's the, just kind of how it happens. Sure. But she was in the a most like missing basic person sense of the. Of the- Situation. Right. So the right. two cell phones are one his, one hers. I believe so. Like, girl's not going to go away with our cell phone. Mm-hmm. Especially, no offense, but especially if she's a drug addict. Right. That's your point of contact for yeah. all of your dealers. Exactly. <sighs> so, Gallup Police Chief Aaron Tonlina Pablo um, told, okay, so this article was from 12 News <laughs> that the department <laughs> determined that Tanya's cell phone pinged off towers in Tohatchie, New Mexico, and Dilton, Arizona. Okay. So proving she was, yes, on the reservation. Proving and that she was Dilken. fucking killed in Arizona. Mm, yeah. Thanks. Gallup PD say Fort Worth officials, um, oh, da, 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 don't need to read that just yet. Um, Jason has since confessed to sacrificing Tanya in a religious ceremony. So from 2017 <sighs> to 2021, Tanya was considered a missing person and Jason was not considered a suspect in her dis- in her uh, kidnapping or whatever. Disappearance, thank yeah. you. Because why? He was the he last person known to be with she her. She dipped in Arizona. And he had her mother's car. This guy. Is it because Navajo women are just some of the less dead? Is it because she had addiction issues? Both. Who knows? But I think That's it was just all pretty free. fucking clear. <laughs> she doesn't just like leave her shit. Like, and it's not like no one was looking for her. Yeah. Her mom was trying every fucking uh-huh. way possible. Yeah. This guy is just fishy as fuck because of stealing the car. I'm sorry I keep harping on that, but like... The, it's not great. Right. And domestic violence and drugs. <sighs> I think this, and he has her property. Like, I think he's a great suspect. Yeah. Thank you, Pablo or whatever their name was. Uh-huh. I you would suck. 
love, 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 love to know, and I hope we know more later because the um, missing and murdered, missing and did. Missing and murdered indigenous women. That's it. M-M-I-W. I-W. Yes. They, uh, she was, Tanya was mentioned in a lot right. of articles because they were fighting to find what happened to her and many, many other native women that yeah. go missing. Um, so I hope that they press to find out why this guy wasn't fucking interviewed. Why? Why? Just why? Like, just interviewed. Why? Just interviewed. It's just infuriating. So. I can I can see how a lot of uh, red tape and, yes. and, and and balls were dropped because of so many jurisdictions and right. different states and policies and etc. But uh, someone he's still had a giant a th- red flag. Yes, there's gotta be. There are some people that are actually taking the proper protocols. I mean, like this guy has a warrant. This guy's sleeping in his car. This guy, yada yada yada. yada this car stolen. Um, and then the ball just how you can email. You can pick up a phone. Uh-huh. You can you know look on a database. Like it's it's not that hard. It's so wild. I know that there's a lot of responsibility for these people that are taking on these cases, but fucking dear God, do your job. Yeah. Yep. It's infuriating. So fast forward four entire years uh, to May of 2021. 61-year-old Mark Jewell is found dead in his home after it was set ablaze. His roommate, Jason Thornburg. Mm. Jason actually spoke at Mark's funeral. Just a fun little fact. Yeah. Thornburg was still under investigation for Mark's death when he confessed to his murder in September. So he should, yeah, be under investigation. Mm-hmm, thanks, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks for taking this one seriously. So Thornburg admitted... Wait, where did he live? Where did Mark live? Uh, sorry, they... Oh, yeah, I didn't say that. It was in Arizona. Okay. So this is in Arizona. Um, so he was under investigation in Arizona for the death of Mark Jewell when he was arrested in Fort Worth, or in Arlington technically, but in September... Um, so Thornburg admitted, so we're, we're skipping a little bit forward, but I want to tighten up each of these as we go along. So Jason confessed to sacrificing Tanya in a religious ceremony, and he also admitted to slashing Mark's neck and then uncapping the gas line to the house before lighting a match. The slashing of the neck was also done in religious ceremony. He likes arson. He likes fire. Uh Uh-huh. What a loser. Yeah. So that brings us back to that morning in September at mm-hmm. the dumpster. Investigators were only initially able to identify 42-year-old David Luares, but later identified and released the names of 34-year-old Lauren Phillips and 33-year-old Mary Cruz Reyes Mathis. All three had been living at the Mid-City Inn in Euless, Texas, and at the time at the time of their murder, and each had a history of struggles with addiction. Mm-hmm. I mention this only because it places them with Jason at that motel, who had been staying there since late July 2021. Reading um, his Bible. Reading his Bible, yeah. So May 2021, he sets the home he shared with his roommate mm-hmm. on fire after murdering him. Don't know where he went after that for that couple months, but then July of 2021, he is now in Euless, Texas. Can you imagine your fucking roommate murdering you like he's a sweet like i don't know not old guy but he's in his obviously 60 61 you don't have a background check you're running Mm -hmm. he's like i love the lord right here's my bible i'm just i'm local i'm from arizona too my parents went down the road Mm -hmm. i know awful i know slitting your throat like there's no there's nothing he could have done to like deserve that no absolutely not sorry mark so 
Jason was identified as a possible suspect in the dumpster fire where the dismembered bodies were found um, after officers spotted his Jeep in surveillance surveillance footage from kind of across the street um, on the day of the dumpster fire. They went through something like 7,000 registered Jeeps to find their way to Jason. Oh, so now we can afford a Jeep. Oh, okay. The neon wasn't so good for you anymore. So Jason's name, which was already familiar to detectives because he was a person of interest in the suspicious death investigation. Oh, in the same area of May this year. Of Probably Tanya. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Okay. Arizona was in my mind because of. Okay. So Mark doesn't live in Arizona. Mark lived in the Fort Worth area. Okay. The DFWR. Got it. Got it. Got it. Super sorry, everybody. <laughs> so. It makes sense. He would have skipped town after Tanya anyway. So, right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yep. Totally makes sense. So. And then moved on to the hotel killings. Anyway. Yeah. Now yeah. he's kind of like spree killing a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, so this is really good police uh, he's work. He's a missionary killer. Mm, I have true. such a cause. True. Thank true. You. True. I love Jesus. <gasps> Yeah, I did. Sorry, if you hear any crunching in the background, my dogs are eating their dinner, and my one dog likes to leave food behind and then let my other dog go get it, and then he bullies him away from it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Uh, But they're good. So, (laughs) yeah, so I think this is really good police work where his name was just kind of fresh in their mind or whatever, and they were like, hey, I recognize that name. Yeah. This guy was a person of interest in this one murder that also had to do with fire. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe look into him. Coincidence. Amazing. Amazing job. Um, Finally. So Jason was obviously listed as the Jeep owner, and the Jeep was later observed at a hotel in Ulysses, where surveillance footage showed one of the motel's residents moving, quote, plastic bins with what is believed to be the body parts of the victim mm-hmm. uh, into that car. So just about a week after Jason attempted to dispose of and destroy <laughs> the evidence of his crimes, he was located in Arlington and taken in for questioning. Quote, once back at our office, Mr. Thornburg participated in a consensual interview with my detectives, during which time Mr. Thornburg admitted to, excuse me, his involvement in the death of three individuals that were recovered in the dumpster. Uh, Sergeant Lohman from Fort Worth PD said that. Thornburg also went into, quote, intimate detail about the crime and admitted to killing another female in another state, according to police. So what? He just wants to talk. Mm-hmm. He just wants to hear his own voice. Exactly. Yeah. He also admitted that back in May, he did indeed sacrifice his roommate by slicing his throat in Fort Worth and setting their home ablaze. Um, and when police asked if he had committed more sacrifices, he said that he sacrificed his, the body of his girlfriend in Arizona. Shut up with the sacrifice, man. I know. Oh, loser. So around September 17th, so this is before the murders take place. This is kind of a general timeline from what police can police, uh, piece together because mm-hmm. this is so fresh. It happened right. just a few months ago. So around se- uh, September 17th, David Luares showed up at Thornburg's room, uh, room number 113 at the Mid-City Inn. And stayed with him. (laughs) So Thornburg told investigators that he believed Luaris needed to be sacrificed. So Mm. Thornburg cut his throat and dismembered his body using a straight blade uh, in the room's bathtub. Thornburg allegedly kept the remains in plastic storage bins. Two days later, a female acquaintance of Thornburg's dropped by and he told police that he believed she, too, needed to be sacrificed. He cut her throat, 
dismembered her body, and stored her remains in storage tubs. Two days later, another woman showed up. Thornburg told police he strangled her after initially trying to stab her. Like the others, he dismembered her body and placed the remains in the storage tubs. You'd think that stabbing would be better than strangling, think. but maybe th- he lost hold of the whatever blade or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was Lauren. Yeah. I think the third was Lauren, and I think the second was Marie Cruz. Marie Cruz might have known him a little because mm-hmm. she had actually been staying there, or maybe opposite. I'll, we'll go into that. Um so whoever the last one right. was fought. <laughs> they were yeah. both mothers. Mm. So not to say one didn't fight and one, but yeah. that I think would be why maybe the knife, knife was, flew out. Yeah. yeah. Picked out the hand, couldn't grab it. Yeah. Neighbors began noticing a strong order odor coming from Thornburg's room. So once yeah, that odor was apparent. Bodies yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. Also, Three like fucking bodies. storage totes are, I'm sorry, just because I'm, I'm moving. So I know they're kind of pricey. They are pricey. So how do you, I guess, if you have a Jeep, all these Jeep owners are so fancy. Uh, yeah. They can afford body, like how five, four right. bodies worth of totes? And uh, how heavy are those? Oh, yeah. And just the smell. I can't imagine Grab the smell. Grab a fucking thing of Febreze and do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> On September 21st, late at night, police believe... Thornburg transported the remains of all three victims into a dumpster and set it on fire. He's currently being held on a million-dollar bond at the Lawn Evans Correction Center in Tarrant County. Um, recently, Magistrate Judge Nelda T. Cacciotti wrote in a ruling that there is, quote, reasonable cause to believe Thornburg has a mental illness or is a person with an intellectual disability. Mm. Um, so she ordered an interview, an evaluation to see whether he is fit to stand trial. Amazing. Um, we don't know the results of that yet. The report is expected to include info on whether he has um, uh, incompetency to stand trial or any treatment or service is recommended. So basically, he has told police that he has a calling from God. He knows the Bible in and out, and he feels an intense calling to make sacrifices in the name of God. Um, And these people come to him, and he feels that they're the one. They need to be sacrificed, and he sacrifices them. Conveniently, though, the first person he sacrificed was the girlfriend he also abused and who knows what happened with the roommate but the similarities i think conveniently he was on drugs every time exactly (laughs) definitely on drugs probably delusional crystal meth Uh, yeah (laughs) it reminds me of um oh i remember her face because i remember her picture i cannot remember her name more details fuck someone we covered i think you covered her uh, Maybe I covered her. Well, detail other detail. Uh, she was killed um, very similarly. Maybe not necessarily religious, but because like drugs. Not the recent one you did. I'm gonna look her up because I know her face. Oh yeah, Tanisha Yesias. That was drugs, right? Yeah, but that's not the what one I'm thinking of. I believe she was Latina. My Wi-Fi is like the slowest Wi-Fi in the world There's right now. There's also a thunderstorm happening right now outside, so I don't oh. blame your um, your Wi-Fi situation. Yeah, right so if we lose, we might lose power altogether because if there's a gust of wind, I lose power, it seems. What? This is riveting podcast listening, but oh, yeah. I want yeah. to... Here, here, here she is. 
yeah, it was you, Corian Cervantes. Cervantes. Oh fuck, take me way back. Yeah, no. way that way back. That was so awful. That was Satan told me to kill her. Right. right. Yeah. And these boys were sacrificing, or they were whatever, selling their souls to Satan. Right. Um, I don't even really know if they were on drugs. I think they were just terrible people. Oh, okay. I thought there were drugs involved. Okay. There might have been, but like, I, where does Maybe like pot, because they were young. Met, or yeah. like anything crazy. Yeah, no, that was a really sad case. I stumbled on an article yeah. about her. We'll get back to your thing in just a second. Uh, I stumbled on an article about her not that long ago. I went to the apartment complex that she was killed at. And, oh, like, boy. took pictures of it. Um, Scott's friends live down there. So is it, it's still, cause I thought it was abandoned. So it's so still it was like up. a unit that was abandoned. Oh. Um, and it's like a bunch of buildings that look identical and it was really sad. But, um, I read an article about so much more, oops, so many more details that I didn't have. Cause that was what episode like six or something. Oh shit. yeah. So early. Yeah. We didn't know how to do um, anything yet. No. And I'm like, holy crap. I mean, these guys shoved curtain rods inside her body oh and like, my god I there was like a screwdriver involved in her face and like oh awful 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 that you would think that you would have to be on drugs to do that kind of thing and i don't i don't think that they really were right um if they were, they were i hope they were fucked because they need to get help but yeah. anyway back Ooh. to uh jason yeah so that's that's what it made me think of just Oh, and we are, this is a developing story. Right. He has not gone to trial yet. So we don't know everything. What we do know is this man is a serial killer with some sort of religious or God complex yeah. that tells him that he has the right, the divine purpose to murder, but also just be a general piece of shit. Yeah. So what well, happened? I, he hasn't pled to anything or like his lawyers haven't said don't yeah I, we don't have any reports back of like what the judges you know psychiatric evaluations or not anything could like that. i yeah. not that i could find the most recent, recent yeah. article was the one about the judge ordering the psych okay. eval um and that was in i think early december that article so probably what check back in september 2022 uh-huh for maybe we a come trial. back yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it normally takes like a year to like get their shit together and yeah. all the research so i mean yeah. And this is going to be... It's a big one. There's multiple victims, multiple states. Yeah. And we'll yeah. talk about it in like questions and theories in a moment of what I think about it. But it's... Yeah. So okay. basically, we know from what he has said and what from, from like motel residents also said that, like I mentioned, he liked to sit outside of his room, read the Bible. He liked to pass out pamphlets for church. He liked to offer to minister to people, things like that. So he would lure people. David... Um, one of his victims mm -hmm. was kind of on the run a little bit. Like he had spoken to a cousin and said he had fear for his life. Um, so he was just trying to get... Was he like paranoid or like legitimate? I'm not positive because yeah. um, he Either had way. kind of a rough, yeah. spotty... Yeah. He hadn't talked to his family in a while. Yeah. So that's regardless. really all we sure. know. So my guess, my assumption is that he shows up to the motel. It's kind of, you know, driftery, whatever. Mm -hmm. And Jason... Seeks him out, a wayward soul. He can minister to him or whatever, at least offer him a place to stay. Mm -hmm. um, Lauren, kind of the uh, same thing. Lauren needed a place to stay. She just arrived at the motel. She was kind of, she had fallen off the wagon a little bit after yeah. doing really well for like a decade. Um, and That's terrible. Jason was passing out flyers to a local church, so... Again, under the guise of being this good, friendly church guy that's just helping people, mm -hmm. she goes into the room with him and... 
What does if not he's just out. like actually a legitimately, uh, conveniently smart piece of shit? What if he's like, you know how like pedophiles are like, hey kids, come help me find my dog. Right. And like, this is his way of being like, hey guys, do you need, do you need to hear the great news about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Right. Or what if he's just sitting there people watching and judging and luring them that way of like, I don't fucking like you. Yeah. I can do drugs, but you can't. Exactly. Like I, or yeah. a deep seated, I hate myself right. for being, for yeah. you know, throws it. So, Even, but you're, yeah. so I'm, yeah, I it don't know. It could be know. any of those. Yeah. That's just fucked up. It is. Yeah. And I, and Mara Cruz had been living at that motel. Mm. I love that name, by the way. Me too. Very cute. I'm butchering it because I cannot say yeah. anything with any fleck of an accent. No, but it's pretty nonetheless. So pretty. Um, and so she was kind of an acquaintance of his. She was So she was the second oh. woman. Lauren was the third. Um, so she was an acquaintance of his. They had become friendly. She might have been a religious... Well, she was a religious person, we know. Um, so just he lured people in and preyed on their good nature towards people. Yeah, or their vulnerability in general. Yeah. yeah, their weaknesses or their whatever they were dealing with, yeah. Yeah, so... What a... Fucking fuck sh- ass. Like, you want to make it easier on yourself. You're not even, like, trying to make it hard. You're you're taking the easy route of, mm-hmm. like, oh, let me just, like, let him come inside my room and then kill him. You're not even having to go out and find him. I know. Like, what's the... What a lazy serial killer. <laughs> right. Like, what's the... Not to say fun, right. but what is the 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 draw of the I don't know hopefully we find out more about him yeah very interesting mm -hmm, and before we move to questions and theories I definitely wanted to say some things um, that I could find again I have 15 sources and that's leaving out a couple so there was a lot of articles this is a big story a big case so it's hard to piece together so I pieced together what I could Hopefully in a future episode, we can give you all an update and I can find some more concise um, details about each of these human beings. So we'll start with Lauren Phillips. She was a 34-year-old mother of two, um, I believe two young boys. She had dark hair, tattoos, really pretty face. Um, Sounds like me. Right? Right, right, right? (laughs) So her mother described her as a loving and caring person who trusted everyone and liked to help the elderly. Um, Oh, she was the mother of two teenage boys. So sorry. So like I said, she just kind of came across him. Wrong place, wrong time. David Luares was 42. Um, I read on his legacy.com obituary page. So many, like a lot of people wrote on his legacy page, said he was a really unique and nice person. Um, I love the, finding those comments on yeah. like the find the graves or legacies. There's Me always too. some good, uh, heartfelt it's comments nice there. nice to see. Yeah. Tanya Begay was a 36 year old Navajo woman. Um, she was loved by her family. Um, 36 or 37. I found some conflictions. Um, But she was described as bubbly, and she had two children. Um, She'd been close to her parents and liked to text or call her family and friends very frequently. Evidently. Mm -hmm. Teresa was trying to stay on it. Yeah. So Mary Cruz Reyes Mathis was a 33-year-old mother of a young boy. She had recently left her husband and was living on her own. Um, She was a caring and also bubbly person growing up. She loved going to church, was involved in youth programs and helping seniors. Um, Her family said that even as she battled addiction, she always looked out for others. Mark Jewell uh, was 61 years old. He is the only person that I could not find an obituary on. Um, so hopefully I can update that at some point. I found something that I thought was Mark, but the person is yeah. 10 years younger. 
same area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So hopefully I can find something on Mark, but he was, you know, roommates with Jason. Seems like a normal guy. That's, yeah. Trying to like get a roommate. Wrong place, wrong time again. Wrong wrong, wrong time. Wrong crowd, wrong whatever. So on to questions and theories. I think my first theory is that Jason has more than five victims. You, I, it, I believe it is maybe possible that his first victim was Tanya because uh, it might have been done more in like a, a crime of passion type scenario. But then he did more drugs and God said, no, you should have done this. You were supposed to do this. And so then he continued. But I don't think from 2017 to 2021 it's possible mm-hmm. that he didn't kill anyone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. like And then all of a sudden just kill four people in the span of Especially like six months. sticking to the same lifestyle as 2017 and 2021, you would yeah. assume that... I mean, unless he just got like hella clean and sober for that time. Hopefully we find out. Yeah. Because that's just a big glaring like, yeah, no way, yeah. no way, no way. Especially when his last murder victims were all dismembered. That's not just something yeah. you up and start doing and you give a try. Like, obviously yeah. he wasn't too good at being a criminal because mm-hmm. he got caught right after that. But then that was but done. He had a very was done in a spree. MO. Yeah. He did. It was very specific. <clears throat> We'll probably find out more, hopefully, because it's different states, right? So Texas obviously did a semi-decent job by getting all of these victims together. Granted, he kind of helped them by having one place, one arson, essentially. Yeah, by using driving his Jeep, not covering his license plate. Like, obviously, this man is not a mastermind. Yeah, he's just a fuckwad. When you have a Navajo woman in the desert of Arizona, drugs involved... And multiple jurisdictions. It's a recipe for an unsolved case. It is. Yeah. So even though there's an abusive boyfriend who's a known criminal who, yeah. Glass in her eye. (sighs) I think that they'll hopefully be able to, that would be great if they found her. Mm-hmm. And if they found, uh, I don't know, ch- double check your arsons, double check your dismemberments, double check your dump sites. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I would interview those parents hardcore to get more information from them because obviously they sound like they're not, uh, his parents, I mean, mm-hmm. um, not telling the truth. Yeah. But I definitely think there's more victims for sure. Totally is. Yeah. And my like biggest question, because obviously like this is kind of a, a missionary, right? We said missionary yeah. killer. Um, in his mind, I feel in like. In his mission, mind. Not, not a literal like, hey, I'm a priest and I'm not yeah. on drugs and I'm just hallucinating and delusional. But I'm killing in the name of God right. because God is telling me to. Right. So like. It's a. It's a. Uh, Mentally ill killer? Yes. <laughs> but in his mind, a uh, missionary killer, yeah. And I would be interested. I hope he's or fit to stand trial. I don't know if he's just making that up. Exactly. Like, I want him to be fit to stand trial. Yeah. Because that's the only way that any sort of... Um, he has to be because he's confessed to all of this. Yeah. He has told ev- all investigators, whatever, I did this. Yeah. And he hasn't gone back on it as far as we know. Right. He has the opportunity to be like, I recant everything. I don't know what the fuck you think I said. Ugh, God. at this point, it shows that he knows right from wrong. He knows what he did and Mm -hmm. he's admitting to it. So let's hope that sticks. I hope so. Because I I would really want to know why. I want to know the why. Was he targeting these people because they were uh, in a really rough spot in their lives? They were more vulnerable. Was he targeting them because... He had some weird internal, co- like who I just I yeah. really want to learn more about this. Um, there's a lot of questions and theories because this is still an open case. Yeah, because he can't be all high and mighty because he's an addict just like they were, mm-hmm. even more so or, or less so. It doesn't even matter. But yeah, uh, 
he can't be all the blames on them and I'm doing the, the world a favor by killing these people off. Right. Like, he's, he's in he's their in the same, same boat. boat. Yeah. So yeah. Is I, all the Bible shit, is it just an act a yeah. put on to get to people? To lure people in or to foe yeah. minister. It would be interesting to know a little bit of a, a bit of his background mm-hmm. just to put the pieces together. But like, I don't care. Right. But just for information shits and gigs yeah (laughs) hopefully because that's something i notice when a case is really fresh that the focus of the articles obviously is on like what just happened what he Mm -hmm. might be connected to and we get a lot more information about the background and the why like once things the dust have kind of settled and they're like all right we need to write something else about this case Mm -hmm. let's dig in this way so hopefully because you know they're not going to write about the victims i mean (laughs) god forbid god forbid yeah because that doesn't sell things which is Partially our fault. Um, yeah. Do you have any other questions and theories? No, I'm I'm definitely intrigued. This is a great, uh, like you said, ultimate like forever questions and theories. We'll yeah. just have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, this comes out this year. Hopefully, all of, I know all the wheels of justice are extra slow mm-hmm. uh, these days. Um, so hopefully, a trial date set and we can figure out what the fuck happened. Yeah, that's God. awful. For now, all we know is. Fuck, Fuck you, you. Jason, Jason Thornburg. <laughs> Big time. Great story, Cassandra. <laughs> so uh, for this episode, I am going to tell you the story of the murder of Elena Gallagher. Um, I didn't really plan for this to be the case that I covered for whatever, more or less, our last-ish episode for now. <laughs> um, I know I keep mentioning that, and I'm not trying to like harp on that, but anyway. <laughs> we'll figure out more episodes, Keyword guys. for now. Yeah. Keyword for now. Uh, but it is still terrible. And then um, I think when I like wrote it out, I wrote this out a couple months ago because I was like, oh, let me, I have fucking downtime. <laughs> if we record, whatever, I'll have something in, on the back burner. Um, it was only covered when I wrote this, it was only covered by one other podcast, which was called Where Have All the Children Gone? Oh, interesting. Um, I unfortunately didn't give it a listen, but it looks like they have a good amount of episodes in their feed. So if you want more information, listeners, go uh, listen to that. Hmm. So picture it, Saginaw, <laughs> Texas, 2013. The morning of Tuesday, July 1st, would be a normal one for six-year-old. Mm, six-year-old. Six? Oh, yeah. man. <clears throat> Elena Gallagher. She most likely spent uh, the morning with her family, which consisted of her siblings, which I didn't really find listed in most of the articles, um, age or gender, whatever. Um, so her siblings, her parents... Uh, This is kind of a first, which is kind of cool. Uh, Her parents, Laura and Carl Gallagher, as well as a man named Miles McDaniel. So I've seen a lot of contradicting uh, information regarding their polyamorous relationship. Oh, cool. So they were a thruple. Yes. Okay. Um, I went on their Facebook pages actually today, and they have a lot of really great positive bisexual, polyamorous, you know, however you want to determine their orientation or their lifestyle, whatever. Um, Great photos. They seem very much in love. um, But... So Elena took the last name of Carl, so I would assume that Carl is her father. Okay. But according to the trio's, I guess, again, like I said, individual Facebook accounts, I'm honestly really not sure. Um, Regardless of the paternity, like, so Miles had, like, very little information on his profile. And the only picture of Elena was him and her on his profile, like, photo. Okay. Um, But, like. I, I don't really know how to phrase that. I'm not sure if, like, it was actually Miles's child, but they were just going to name all of their kids with the Gallag- Gallagher last name. I really don't know. Okay. A lot of articles specified that Miles was the boyfriend. <laughs> was the boyfriend? <laughs> was the boyfriend? <laughs> uh, 
but they had photos of them in like a kind of trinity wrist hold with rings on each finger. So I think that they considered themselves all married. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that Laura just took Carl's last name. But I think that Miles and Laura were actually together longer. But okay. I could be wrong. We don't need to focus on it. I just wanted to clarify that like. It's a, yeah. it, it's probably misreported because the media is like, right. this, isn't, they, this isn't cookie cutter. We don't right. know how to phrase it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Miles uh, caught a lot of flack because of being, according to them, the boyfriend, not the husband or the father. I, and again, like, did they ask? I don't know. Hmm. You know, okay. I'm sure that they aren't dying to just give all of their relationship information out to the media in the first place. Probably so. after a, what I'm assuming is a awful yeah. tragedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, regardless of paternity, they were very much, are very much in love and committed to one another to this day. Uh, it was the middle of summer, so Elena put on a cute outfit made up of all kinds of shades of purple, which seemed to be her favorite color, hopped on her purple uh, razor scooter, and went out for another day of playing with her friends mm-hmm. down the street. Elena would be last seen alive around 2 p.m. in the yard of... Um, or excuse me, in the yard near the garden beds of Russ Staley's home, which was just a house or two away from her own, which was at 641 Babbling Brook Drive, in case anyone wants to uh, pay a visit or drop by the memorial little site they have. Um, Elena had been at the Staley's playing with the couple's grandchildren for the afternoon. Later that day, only after Elena had been missing for around five hours, she would be found a little less than a mile from her home. Elena's corpse would be found along the curb at the 1000 block of Round Rock Drive and Cindy Lane in Saginaw. Uh, This is like the nicest way to put it. Um, Elena had kind of been turned into a Russian nesting doll of sorts, uh, how she was uh, disposed of, if you will. Um, Again, nicest, lighthearted way to put it. Um, She had been placed inside of a gray tarp that was cinched together with a male's, what we'll find out to be male's belt, uh, lying in the middle of the street, like I mentioned. Oh, my God. Uh, a 14-year-old boy, uh, can you imagine being this child, was the one to find the tarp in the oh. middle of the road. Yeah, I have a picture of the actual literal crime scene of the tarp still lying next to this mailbox. It's terrible. Oh. Um, and soon after, the Saginaw police would be called and arrive at the scene. Reports later state that not only was Elena found wrapped and dumped, but she was found partially clothed, Wearing only her underwear and stuffed into a trash bag. So there is another Rush, Russian nesting doll layer. Uh, she had also been bound with copious amounts of red duct tape around her wrists and ankles. But more specifically, the tape was tightly formed around her neck in an effort to secure the four plastic Walmart Walmart bags that had been placed over her fucking head. Wow. So... Four more, technically, layers of this Russian nesting... Russian? Yeah, Russian nesting doll. Jeez. Why did it sound like I said Russian wrong in my head? Russian. It was the wine. Russian. (laughs) Russian. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You know when you say a word too many times, it just sounds... Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you, like, look at your face too long. Uh, Inside the trash bag with her body was a partially used roll of the red duct tape, as well as a roll of toilet paper. <sighs> Interestingly, okay. it also appeared that Elena's body had been submerged in water for some period of time before she was located. And at the time, it was unclear whether Elena was put in the water alive or dead or whether it was just an attempt to wash away evidence. Um, her body, hair, and clothing were wet when she was found, and the surfaces of her hands, you know, kind of had, and her feet kind of had that pruny 
kind of texture to it, yeah. um, revealing that she had been in water for some time. Um, according to the reports I could find by the end of this investigation, um, I'm still uncertain if it was actually determined one way or the other <laughs> of when she was and why she was placed in the water. Yeah. To me, based on like the evidence, appears to be, to be more of an evidence cover up okay. situation but rather then she was than an attempt. Transported to the middle of the street, so they right. were like, "Ah, oh, that doesn't work. Let me just throw her in the middle of the road." I think he, they, the, whoever. <laughs> I don't think it was an attempted drowning. I don't think that they tried to put her in water and drown her. I think that it was trying. They were trying to get rid of evidence. Oh, like clean her off right. a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Clean off the fingerprints. Yeah. But again, that's just me. Um, so Laura, Carl, and Miles were all notified that Elena had been found. Uh, so the investigation was underway and police began canvassing the neighborhood immediately after locating her body. Officers had already reported seeing a young man, uh, a young white male, excuse me, pacing up and down the sidewalk. Hmm. Yeah, already great start. And other residents in the area reported to the Saginaw Police Department that this kind of lone creeper guy was not only pacing around the area, but he was also telling them that the body recovered was that of Elena Gallagher, which at the time, I'm sure you can guess, had not been revealed yet. Okay. Yeah. So, super great start. Um, more and more residents provided information about this 17-year-old Tyler Holder, the local neighborhood troublemaker, hmm. um, a title that is com a complete understatement. Um, since Tyler was blabbing to the neighbors that he knew that it was Elena that had been found, deceased, um, police decided, oh, yeah, it's a fucking great idea. Let's just go ahead and uh, take this guy to the station for a formal interview. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Police kind of posed the questioning more towards, did you see anything? Like, were you a witness? Um, or what did you do that day during this time frame? Um, rather than approaching him kind of like aggressively and making him go full on defense. That's smart. Yeah. Plus this guy is an idiot. Oh, So gosh. regardless of what approach, I think he would have uh, totally failed. Is he an idiot? Like, oh gosh, what was that Netflix documentary? Docu-series? Um, oh my God. And I don't mean to say, but like, was, does he, did he have... Uh, was he, there is no, what is the polite way of saying mental disabilities? Is that cool okay. to say? Handicapped. Handicapped. Yeah. Was um, he like uh, the person who was disability. pinned for that murder in the Netflix documentary from like five years ago? What was that documentary? Uh. Making a murderer? Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Is he an, when you say quote unquote idiot, is it name? like. Brandon. Something. Uh, again, multiple choice. Dossie. Brendan Dossie. Brendan Dossie. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, he wasn't like... Um, okay, so just an idiot because just, he's just a fucking yeah. moron. No, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. He wasn't... Uh, the, from what I can tell, he wasn't as kind of mm, developmentally handicapped as Think Brendan. That yeah. is the correct way to say it. Sorry, everyone. Don't scream at me. No. <laughs> My brain no worky. <laughs> Three glasses. Mentally disabled. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So during this interview, Tyler stated that he was at home all day sleeping until about, you know, 2 p.m. Oh, convenient. As you do. But around then, he woke up, watched some television before leaving uh, to apply for a few different jobs in town since... Look out. He had just been fired from the local Sonic drive-thru. Oh, boy. Um, which, like, we've spent how many years of our lives in the service industry? Too many. Right. <laughs> and, like, you've worked at Subway. I did a, 
I guess it wasn't like an internship, but it was like a volunteer thing for Sonic. Oh, wow. When I was in high school, because we were like doing some booster bullshit for like our football, yada, yada. And we had to like do the car hop delivery thing. Mm-hmm. So like if you get fired from fucking Sonic, you got problems. Yeah. It's either because of theft or, or like behavioral authority. Straight up. Whatever. Behavior. Yeah. Because yeah, like, it's pretty hard because they're like. We'll take anyone. Run the food out to the car. If you can at least do that, we'll keep you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if he was cooking or taking orders. I I don't know. Probably not taking orders. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So this is also good. Later on, police would find out that he had also told neighbors that he had been fishing all day. So two different, which is a dum dum. Yeah. Um, Tyler also told uh, Saginaw police that he had no contact with Elena Gallagher, and that she had never been to his house. The problem is that police and the FBI analyzed video surveillance footage from two different homes on Babbling Brook Drive on July 1st, and his 2005 shitty Dodge Magnum had never left his driveway. So he's a big fat liar, which Mm -hmm. we assumed. Um, He has no uh, attorney at this time. He's also a minor as well. So this is pretty hilarious in my opinion i just very stupid like how criminals are just very dumb um tyler gave consent for investigators to look through a cell phone oh boy yeah luckily police uh so this is like kind of irrelevant but like also interesting into like his psyche i guess if you want to look at it that way uh police located a photo of tyler with a garden hose stuck up his asshole and during this interview he casually tells police that he's had anal sex with other men Okay, that's fine. Sure. Why do you need to, Why uh, like... Because I'm thinking garden hose. So if you would like to pleasure yourself by putting something... I've seen the photo. Rec- but, like, a garden hose can't... I feel it's it's got a, it's got a uh, you know... Like if there's a no sprayer on hole. it, I feel like you can get it in there. Well, yeah, for sure you can get yeah. it in there, but what would be the point? I feel like you need the middle part to be covered to stimulate the prostate you know i think he was just taking it for a shock value i'm okay i'm assuming he was on dating websites or tinder or grinder or whatever and just like using these as like random sexy photos for the do you think he turned the water on i hope not gave himself like a colonic I hope not. Do you remember when Steve-O did that on Jackass, except with a I, beer bong? I don't think I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember watching that. I remember when colonics were like a big, hip, new like yeah. thing to do, which I'm sure they're still like really good for you. But like I remember when those were popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry if I sound very masculine on top of already sounding masculine. I had COVID a couple weeks ago, and now I have a sinus infection. So yeah, she's gonna she's gonna be long hauling for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Mm. It sucks. Two years later, I still Thank have brain fog. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's sticking stuff up his butt, talking to the cops about it. Back in Elena's neighborhood. Wait. Qu- oh, oh yes. no, no. Okay, no, no, no. He was talking to him about it because they saw the pictures on right. his phone. I forgot. I was like, why, why would he volunteer that? I don't know. Okay. He's an idiot. Gotcha. <laughs> he does more idiotic stuff. Oh, boy. Um, but back in That's Elena's neighborhood, uh, during the home-to-home kind of canvassing and questioning, a neighbor came forward, again, claiming that they saw a similar tarp to the one found containing Alina's corpse in Tyler's backyard just a few months prior and thought it was odd that the tarp was no longer there covering up the woodpile like it usually was now that Elena had been murdered. So more evidence. Uh, A few days later, on July 5th, special agents with the FBI met with Tyler at his home and obtained a voluntary sample of his DNA via buckle swabs. Where 
were his, why did no parents step in and say, hi, we need an attorney? Uh, questions and theories for sure. Boy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the samples were secured into evidence at the Saginaw Police Department. Additionally, hair samples from four of Tyler's dogs were collected. Mm. Um, so the police are really focusing in on Tyler as the main suspect. Um, yeah. But to able to be or to truly connect him to Atlanta's murder, they need to corroborate some evidence. So he's not confessing. There aren't any eyewitnesses. Everything is relatively circumstantial until they get all this evidence tested. So um, bad stuff. Autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, autopsy was done on Elena's body and it would report that the, again, six-year-old was violently anally raped. Oh, mm, boy. Before having her head wrapped in plastic bags and suffocated to death. Trace evidence collected during the autopsy included pet hair and sperm was also located inside anal, uh, excuse me, Elena's anal rectal area. Oh my God. Um, essentially, she suffered a very incredibly slow, tortuous, and painful death. Yeah. Uh, confirmation was received a few weeks later on July 20th that the DNA from Tyler Holder matched not only the sperm from Elena's anal swab, but it also matched the DNA from the buck, uh, swab of the uh, buckle of the belt that she was found wrapped around the tarpon. So, furthermore, an examination of the cardboard, this is interesting, cardboard tube inside the roll of the toilet paper found alongside Elena's remains. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, they located a batch number that was traced all the way back to production and distribution to a Costco uh, that hit Tyler's mom was a member of. So wow. A, a this little is circumstantial, good. but I like. when this is a, when there's a white little girl right, that's murdered, police work is really good. But that's really <laughs> yeah. good police work. Yeah. Who would think to do that? Forensic people. Yeah, I don't know. dude. I mean, if you're grasping for as much evidence as you can, maybe they had the fucking time, but. That's true. Who knows? Wait, and you did say the semen matched mm-hmm. his DNA. Yeah. Okay. okay. And they, the. Uh, the belt. So I'm assuming it was skin or sweat that was okay. on the belt buckle that he had touched uh, matched him as well. Okay. Because you keep sounding like maybe he's being framed, but it sounds oh, like it's definitely no. him. No, okay. no, it's him. I also just made the mistake of looking up a picture of her and now I want to cry. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Six She's is precious. a very small, I know. small yeah. human. Yeah. Um. So um, bleep, bleep, bleep. So while all of this evidence was being tested and the police were waiting for the results to be produced, a memorial service for Elena was held. And um, to me, I just wanted to add this because it was just like kind of stupid. Uh, a neighbor, this <laughs> is not funny, but it's just like, thanks so much, Yolanda. Uh, Yolanda Sierra remembers that Tyler was wearing a T-shirt that read wanted at this like vigil thing. This kid is the PCest shit of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of, uh, fuck, uh, Penny Skaggs, uh, Rob... Roger Skaggs when he wore that like uh like American flag eagle thing to his wife's funeral and it was like everyone was like oh it just meant he was like freedom right <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 just like okay. bursting for attention I don't know <laughs> um anyway so Yolanda she's quoted saying it's inappropriate because she was murdered <laughs> yeah yeah wow yeah that's Profound. a hot take hot yeah, take hot <laughs> fucking take but still ballsy as fuck Tyler you suck. Um, How has he not been arrested at that point, you know? It, it takes several weeks, but they get it done within a month. Okay. Which shows you, like, you have all this evidence. You fucking talk to the guy. Yeah. He's given you his DNA, and it still takes a month. That's wild. Yeah. 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 And they were on it, like, that day that she went missing and killed. Yeah. So. 
Um, okay, so fun fact again, the day or two before police were going to head to Tyler's home with arrest and search warrants, Elena's family car and this like memorial or whatever in the neighborhood were both set on fire. Wow. Mm-hmm. These were later determined to be set by Tyler Holder. Um, I was unable to find the details on how they were able to determine this, but it was noted in multiple multiple articles, so I figured uh, throwing it in there. What the fuck is wrong with this kid? It gets worse. Um, this might actually be another, not another first. I don't know what the first uh, Russian nesting doll might have been the first. This might be a first. I don't know if we've ever had this happen. So on July 23rd, investigators arrived at Tyler Holder's home with these search warrants, arrest warrants, etc. When investigators told Tyler outside of his door he was being arrested for the murder of Elena Gallagher, Tyler pulled a fucking gun. Oh, my God. From behind his back and opened fire. Oh, my God. Striking Arlington detective Charles Lodato. Oh, God. Who was a part. Who was a, oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> who was a part of this special task force investigating Elena's murder. He suffered serious injury when a bullet severed his femoral fucking artery near his groin, which is already That's sketchy. a bad artery. Yeah. The bullet shattered and proceeded to get lodged in his hip, but he survived. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Amazing. That's good. This is great, too. In retaliation, Tyler, on the other hand, was shot in the throat. So he's dead. No. (gasps) (laughs) Luckily, he survived that, too. Yeah, that is lucky. And I hope it fucking hurts. I have a picture of him with a bandage on his throat. Good, motherfucker. Uh, he was well, uh, treated at a Fort Worth area hospital before. Those, yeah. First off, like those poor, poor, poor doctors and yeah, nurses. Like, let him bleed out. Oh my it. gosh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, okay, so yeah, he was treated Fort Worth area hospital. Yada yada. Released back into custody on August seventh. Tyler remained in the Tarrant County Jail with a bail set at one million dollars. Hmm, just like surprises, not more. My boy, Jason. Mm, my boy. <laughs> he is <clears throat> truly the epitome of an ignorant criminal. You have murder, arson, attempted murder of a police officer, resisting arrest, <laughs> lying to a police officer, fucking and raping a child. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it goes on and on. So yeah. uh, thank God he was caught. Anyway, um, when investigators later searched Tyler's home, this is very uh, damning. Okay. They discovered a purple Timex watch with pink and green flowers on it, which matched mm. uh, which matched the description of the timepiece Elena's parents had given her. So Took she a would, uh, yeah. So she would know when to come home. Uh, the duct tape. Oh, this is fucking gross. I don't know who. I don't, so I don't care if the trashiest know. person you are. Uh, used condoms. Like who? Who does that? Again, mm. is that a weird keepsake? I don't know. Or laziness. Used condoms, duct tape, blood-stained toilet paper. These were also listed um, as items found by officers when they searched his home. Girls' necklaces and jewelry, latex gloves, computers, digital cameras, and a journal were also seized. The first item, this is interesting, listed on a receipt of 153 items seized by the FBI was a sealed, <clears throat> excuse me, a sealed letter addressed to his mom with Quote, I love you, I'm sorry, hmm. and a crumpled up piece of paper worth with the words mom dot 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 I hmm. on it. Could it have been the crumpled letters of a confession? I right. don't know. 
could it have been him writing out, Mom, I love you, and then he stopped and rewrote it on another piece of paper. I don't know, but all I know is that it wasn't like, Mom, I killed Elena Gallagher. So it looks bad, but it doesn't really prove anything. It's not a confession, written confession at least. Seaman sure does, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Police also found out that Tyler, oh my God. This is so stupid. Bought a new cell phone two days after Elena's murder. He then gave his old phone to a friend. And the friend later told police that after Tyler's arrest on July 23rd, this friend discovered a YouTube search for like, first of all, like, why would this be on YouTube? This just shows, again, his ignorance. He searched the Tyler, his friend found Tyler's search on YouTube for good kid porn websites. Oh, my God. Like, Honestly, as well as images of male genitals and pictures of the suspect, a.k.a. Tyler, uh, dressed up as a woman. So he has a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. I feel like I don't even it's fine. I'm surprised. he. This sounds bad, but I'm very surprised that and maybe this is just the opportunistic factor that he didn't go after a boy child. I'm Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm writing down. I'm like dressed yeah. up as a woman, looked for male kid porn or looked for kid porn, but yeah. then ended up. Murdering a little girl? Yeah, girl. Like, what? And and from what I can tell, there has been no history with, like, female relationships. But I don't know if he's had any male relationships or if it's just been strictly him just taking weird hoes in his butt pictures. I don't know. Uh, Don't care to find out. uh, Tyler sat in jail for several months, but he was subsequently indicted for the capital murder in, uh, for capital murder, excuse me, in the death of six-year-old Elena Gallagher on December 12th, 2014. He was found guilty and later sentenced to life in prison for Elena's death and 40 years for trying to kill Officer Charles Lodato. Uh, The sentences will be served consecutively. Uh, Tyler also pleaded guilty to arson and will serve 20 years concurrently on that charge. And according to his plea agreement, Tyler must serve a minimum of 50 years in prison. So this means that Tyler will have to finish serving his time or be granted parole on the murder and arson charge before he begins serving his time on the attempted capital murder charge of Officer Lodato. So never getting out. He's going to die in prison. Right. Good. Elena's mother, Laura, addressed the court and Tyler after his sentencing, quote, Elena was a treasure and a treasured child. She was loved more in her brief life than many are in their whole life. She brightened every room she was in. Addressing Tyler in the courtroom again, Laura said her daughter had made the world a better place as a child, and quote, uh, and I am certain she would have continued that as, a, as an adult. The world has lost that, and it's your fault. Oh. I know. Like, there was a really good, like, news clip of um they interviewed laura outside of her house after charles lodato officer lodato had been shot and she was just so apologetic mm. of just like i'm so sorry that this happened to him that he had to be a part of the investigation into my daughter's death Ugh. and had to end up like this and like she was just very she just was very well spoken and like kind and just i don't know she was sweethearted I, I saw a picture of her and her um Yes, partners. Partners. Yeah. That's a good term yeah. for it. And they look so sweet yeah. and happy and normal. On their and Facebook just... pages, they're big nerds. Like they're Ugh. into some really fun stuff, like space and engineering, and they have cats and like they just seem like mm. cool people. So, oh my god, yeah, tragedy. But their other kids seem well adjusted, I think, and they're precious as well. So hopefully, they can live on better lives. Mm. Um, Laura also said that she and her family have been grieving terribly, obviously since Elena's death and that she hoped Tyler would live with shame for what he has done. 
She said it was good that he would not be able to harm more children while he was in prison, but his sentence does not repay for what he's done. Yeah. Uh, Elena Keeley Gallagher was born on June 12th, 2007, so she was fucking barely six years old when she was killed. Yeah. Uh, she was laid to rest at the Greenwood Memorial Park and Mausoleum in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, but yeah, that is the murder of Elena Gallagher. <sighs> Fuck you, Tyler Fuck Holder. Fuck you, Tyler Holder. That's um, heavy. Yeah, questions Oof. and theories. Um, my first question was Elena's body disposal. Mm-hmm. So I read a couple articles that mentioned the possibility, this is where the mom comes in, of him borrowing his mom's car. Okay. To drive and dispose uh, of her body, but nothing I could find truly confirm that. Um, it's not like he could walk. It was a mile from her house. So, yeah, like, he was literally, there's pictures of, like, from his home and her home. Like, you can find that on, like, Google Maps or, like, whatever, like, Google Images. They're not far. So, he literally snatched her and had to have taken her in a car to dispose of her. Yeah. So, like, did they check the mom's car for evidence? Not that they need it, right. but, like, that would just be interesting to know, like, how the fuck that even occurred. Um, despite it being summertime, I feel like more people would have been at home with their kids and no one saw anything. It's just kind of interesting, like, she was literally just fucking grabbed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just tossed, but... I bet she knew him from the neighborhood and like oh for sure yeah so if maybe, everyone else knew him as like a piece of shit right um I don't and not to victim blame but like maybe they just you know her parents kind of thought he's a troubled kid like just stay away oh, don't yeah. go over to that side of the street I don't yeah know. go play with your mini friends who are all playing right. in the street you know like yeah. you feel safe because their parents out and mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. like a totally normal. I see kids in this neighborhood all the time mm-hmm. just fucking riding around and <laughs> not caring about cars mm-hmm. or anything, but they're all together, you the know? The statistics are real. Like they just oh. get taken in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Um, my next question, not so much a question, but more so like just uh, kind of the process, I guess, the location of the murder. I'm guessing his own home. I'm guessing that slash, too. Slash like room. They yeah. took the pet hair, the toilet paper, plastic bags, tarp, yada, yada from his house. Um, it made me wonder, which kind of coincides with like, uh, I guess, if the mom could have been implicated or if like anyone else could have known if anyone else was home. Yeah, I wonder, like maybe I mean, it was t- it was in the middle afternoon. So maybe they both had jobs right. or she had a job yeah. or. Yeah. And I mean, they never mentioned seeing. I, oh, they did mention not seeing his car leave, but they didn't mention any other of the family members' cars leave. Right, So right. I think he lived with his mom and his brother. Okay. And none of that, again, maybe it's in court documents or, again, behind a paywall type thing. Um, but I found an affidavit of, like, his arrest warrant and, like, lots of information. Oh, so, wow. I mean, it didn't mention anything. It doesn't, again, doesn't really matter, but uh, what happened? How did he uh, get away with this? Um but I feel like if, if there were anyone home, I feel like there'd be a huge risk. Again, audibly just like transferring her into a bathtub or like whatever. Like I think he did it. I guess it comes into play for me of like what how pre-planned was this? Yeah. Did you wait for everyone to be gone? Yeah. And had like picked her out? How opportunistic or how premeditated was it? That's kind of my you question. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the abduction method, the disposal method, the fucking, like you pointed out, the date and time, like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. Um, I think he was working within a certain time frame. Maybe he was rushing. Maybe he wasn't. But it, he, he obviously isn't intelligent enough to, like, well, let me go buy a different tarp and not put my mom's fucking toilet paper mm-hmm, in there. And, mm-hmm. 
leave my belt on it and leave my fucking semen in this child. Oh. So he obviously isn't intelligent, but he obviously tried to try <laughs> plan. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just a lazy ass sadist uh-huh. personally. Yeah. But uh, whatever. He got caught. My last question was, were there any other warning signs? Could there mm-hmm. this have been prevented? Yeah. I'm sure in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Right. But he was like known Abortion. as. Abortion. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yes, the ultimate <laughs> revenge. Just, you know, <laughs> nip it in oh, the bud. <laughs> fuck. Uh, he was known as a troublemaker, but with her, I wanted to know if like his juvenile record had anything on there. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone else had come forward saying, yeah, this guy tried to get me into his house. He yeah. touched me inappropriately. Were there any other, you know, young child, you know, victims or witnesses, et cetera. But um I don't know. Maybe people are, I also thought maybe people are coming forward saying, oh yeah, he was a fucking Dennis the Menace troublemaker. Right, that's true. Confirmation bias yeah. of like, oh yeah, now after the fact this poor fucking child is killed, mm-hmm. now we all remember, oh, this guy is a fucking creep. Yeah. But he has, um, oh, you already looked up pictures of him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has like dreads. He looks very, uh, what's, honestly, he looks normal. He reminds me of this, <laughs> of this guy that I worked with who was the dishwasher. Okay. At a restaurant, and he was who? What's the um? No judgment on them. The people that listen to that band that's very like, uh, oh, a juggalo. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was trying to figure out they have like girls and boys like these types of like uh, fans. Yeah, he was a juggalo. Gotcha. Fucking sure. Okay. And this guy reminds me of this dishwasher. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. It would be interesting to know his kind of history for just like, I don't know, comparison or again, like I said, future prevention. So, yeah, because that was kind of my like I wrote down like when you mentioned that he had other like girls jewelry in his room. I was like, was he robbing people? Like, was this an escalation that could almost be if you look at Mm -hmm. it from that perspective, knowing what ended up happening? Like, was there a kind of like you're saying a clear path of warning signs of like, Yes, he was robbing women's jewelry. He mm-hmm. was looking up, tra- or maybe it started with the child porn, and then yeah. robbing women's jewelry to try to like, no, no, I like older. Like who yeah. fucking or, like, knows? Was he but- harassing women at his job? Yeah. Is that why he was getting fired and That's- like taking their belongings? Yeah, totally possible. Um, there was one article and I didn't mention it because I couldn't find it again after I read it, but there was that. some. Yeah, there was some neighbor that came forward in the midst of all of this investigation and said that his truck had been broken into and he had surveillance of Tyler breaking into it. And I can't remember if they took shit out of it or what, but like the history of him being kind of a piece of shit, teenager arson defaming memorials, just like all around kind of like just piss poor behavior. Can't hold down a job. Like you're obviously not that great of a person, have some behavioral authority problems it wouldn't put it past me that he's breaking into shit and mm-hmm. stealing from people and whatever. Just kind of an all over throwing shit yeah. at the wall. What do I like the right. most? Maybe it's sodomy, you know, right. like he huh? just has like a very antisocial, I think personality disorder. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, just based on his behavior, I don't fucking know, but like he just seems very headstrong against anything that is like socially acceptable. So his his path of like robbery or burglary or whatever, I wouldn't put it past him. So like keeping those, it is scary to think that he, like you were mentioning, like mementos or trophies of like 
other assaults yeah. that didn't end up in murder. Right, hopefully. But this is a big one. This is a huge one. That's what's so wild to me. Like when you think about the human condition and how it's almost more comforting isn't the word, but it, it makes more sense and you can settle it in your brain when you hear about a murderer who like ultimately ended up being a serial killer or whatever, but there were clear escalations and clear right. allowances they gave themselves mm, rather than sure. someone who went from just petty crime, being a pest, doing some cyber crime and then mm-hmm. brutal murder and rape of a really young child just mm-hmm. to go from that to that. Like you just don't want to think that's possible because how many people do you interact with every day that are, like capable. are capable of yeah. that you know it's just ugh. yeah you look at him like oh he's the guy with dreads that's yeah, like creep across the street but like I feel like he sat there and, and kind of planned it like yeah. this is the girl I know she goes over there every other whatever for the summer and today's the day my mom's at work I'm gonna yeah. grab my tarp I'm just gonna fucking do it and I'm sure he had to psych himself up a bit oh yeah I'm sure that he panicked and had to fucking wash her off and mm-hmm. didn't know where to put her but I think that he knew exactly what he was doing and he deserves every ounce of whatever law and sentencing mm-hmm. that got thrown at him. But it's, he's a technically, I mean, I guess by the time, I don't know when his birthday was, fuck him. But by the time he went to trial, he was probably 18. Yeah. But I mean, he committed it when he was 17. Thank God that they, I mean, he's one of those people that you're like, oh, the death penalty. Your semen was inside a six-year-old's body. I think we can maybe say that's not a false imprisonment. Maybe maybe ice him out. Yeah, Yeah. totally ice him out. (laughs) It's it's one of those people that you're like, what is your deal? Yeah. As basic as that is, like, do you like boys? Do you like girls? Do you like kids? Do you like adults? Do you like what orientation? Do you like killing? Is this just a means to an end? Why did you have to, did you have to kill her? Have yeah. you been raping kids for a while now? Ugh. Um, are there other victims? Not that I saw coming forward at least, but who knows? There's a lot know. of shame involved in that. Oh, yeah. Coming forward in that situation. But what what brought it to this? And it's, I, I've said it before. It's I probably said age. it like two or three years ago when we were talking about our yeah. mental illness series or <laughs> something like that. But like, I wish we had enough resources to really, like, study specific people like this who this is not a, like... Cookie cutter. Exactly. It's criminal, so weird yeah. because... Or even a cookie cutter pedophile, technically. Exactly. You know what I mean? And pedophilia is something that... It's a fucking... It's a mental illness. Yeah. It's disgusting and awful and the worst... I think one of the worst things in the world. But, like, we could totally benefit from studying why that yeah. happens and having avenues where people could say, yep, hey, 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 <laughs> please yeah. help me, please help me, but, yeah. and, and have ways to help. Mm-hmm. I don't think this kid would have ever gone f- to help or anything, but no. it's just, uh, I hope though. I mean, we're probably not going to get any insight out of him, but I bet you, since he's known as a child rapist and murderer in jail, he gets prison justice every day. And I hope they stick their fucking fingers in his trach hole every chance they get. Just like wiggle it around. Fuck you. Yeah. I I don't think he's going to make it long. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't think he'll live out his life sentence. I'm not sad about it. It's a bummer, y'all. Anyway... Oh boy. Ah, hope Do we you, have anything else to say? Hope you enjoyed all of that, everybody. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. We might have some cool updates. Um, 
I know I checked on, again, uh, Roger Skaggs. I checked on him. He got denied uh, parole last March. Woohoo! I think that uh, I only keep up with like a few because a lot of them have been killed or yeah. like on death row or have died, whatever. Um, Delton Douthit, he's mm. up for parole review. Interesting. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get out because he's tried to escape several times, even <laughs> though I kind of had sympathy for him. Uh, yeah. Who else? Anybody big? Oh, Craig Vandeweege, he got the fucking book thrown at him just a couple months ago. Um, Shayna and Diedrich Vandeweege, the uh, mom and like three month old child that had their throats. Yes, there we go. I need to see their picture of them sitting in the little butterfly chair. Yeah. Um, Go fuck yourself, Craig. Um, I have a list. I have a list. Who's this month? You want to fucking read out some victims list? Uh, for the month of January? Yeah. Why not? Ready? Uh, victims date dates victims date list. All right, January. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. January 4th, 1989. We have April Loveless. Mm. January 5th, 1992. Big R.I.P. Kelly Wilson. Yep. Uh January 12th, 2014. Grace Ford. Sheesh. Uh January 13th. 2003, old Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 21st, 1877, we got Annie Stone. Oh, uh, yeah. And then January January 26th, 2015, Kristen Paris. Oh. So, yeah. Fucking Man, a. we've covered a lot of fucking people. We really have, and it's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> we could do this podcast until the day we both died and would never run out of people to talk no. about. I always think that like the bigger podcasts would like run out of shit to talk about and I was like no we won't run, no. ever run out of shit to talk about. It might be no. like it might come down to just like here's a shooting that mm-hmm. no one knows what happened. But right. I right. feel like uh, the bullshit that you guys want to hear about uh, that's terrible um, will never end. Yeah. So. It, it to- yeah. And maybe so like in the future like I think every time we plan to visit each other mm-hmm. we should have stories prepared sure. and just take advantage yeah. of that we can try to figure out zoom oh, be so fun. and then maybe who knows maybe we'll we'll throw in some like extra episodes where we focus on the state that you'll be in and maybe Ooh. eventually we'll hopefully by out. the end of the year when i move to the state i want to move to we can branch a little and like keep it texas mostly but then like yeah once every there. five episodes have a yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we'll see it's uh, not the end for texas 1031 no. i guarantee you that new mexico has some trashy ass murders yeah and there. i bet you colorado has some i mean colorado is the home of fucking jean benet so there's some things there's some things r.i.p <laughs> um Burke yeah did it. well we obviously we all know that um yeah don't unsubscribe no we, you never know, again, we might be releasing some shit, whether it's both of us, whether it's me, whether it's Cassie, whether it's our dogs, you never know, because yep. we will one day be back yes. with more Texas true crime. We will. I'll be out of school eventually. Yes. Life will settle down eventually, and we'll be able to do do what this thing for realsies again. <laughs> because um, when I'm out of school, like, I was not in school for the past, like, two weeks, because there was a long, like, winter break. And I have like, you know, my job, I work late with my job sometimes, but uh, most nights I was like, 
this is why people have hobbies. This mm-hmm. is, I get it. I would just watch TV for four hours, which is fine. But I was like, Boring. I can definitely see myself fitting in with the, stories. the <laughs> cool podcast crew. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Whether it's New Mexico, Texas, or Colorado. the anonymous state. Oh, okay. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. For Cassandra. Um, we will be back with more of those state true crime yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh and if anyone's listening happy Happy halloween